0: So we are in the middle of a discussion on Krishna Shalamita, and, Mita, and we, we spoke yesterday about the idea of how the Rebbe Rashab would say the Maim uh over the years in different formats uh, in order to purify the air. This happens to be uh, one of those formats now and we were discussing the different Mashalim we discussed the idea of, of the mashal of, for the nimshal of, that Sheim Havaya and Sheim Elokim is Kulechad. We said Sheim Havaya is the idea of revelation, Sheim Elokim is the idea of limitation. But they're truly one. And we gave a number of different mashalim yesterday uh, to explain this idea. One of the mashalim that was given was the idea of pipes, with regards to water, in order to bring the water to a, uh, a small uh, amount, which will enable them to, uh, to fill up a cup. Then we brought the idea of a Rav and Talmud, and then we brought the idea of Osios, letters of speech, and Machshava. And we said how in each of these cases, we see how really the, the so to speak, concealment, or limitation, is acting in a way that we, will enable us to have revelation, In other words, the whole point of the concealment is the revelation. And without the concealment, you have no revelation. For example, if I have many thoughts in my mind, there is no way that you're going to understand what I'm thinking. So in order for me to reveal them to you, I have to put them into words. And by me putting them into words... Although I'm limiting the thought, because in my mind I have a picture or I have an image of what I'm thinking, right? and every word that I use is limiting that image. But hopefully what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to use the different words to paint the picture that you will then take the words and build it back up to the picture that I have in my mind. That's the goal of communication. And that, as we talked about yesterday, is the beauty in terms of a, a person who is really a very talented writer or poet that is able to use words to paint a picture that is uh, really magnificent. Is okay. On, yeah, sure. What is the emphasis on that the same water? Is the, like, what is, why did he put emphasis on is the same water? With regards to the muscle of the water and the pipes. Oh, yeah. Thought, the same mind. Because at the end of the day, what we're saying over there is the chiddish with regards to the water and the pipes is that it's actually the same water. It's the same Matthias When you're talking about, let's say, a thought and the words, it's not really the same. right? Or for example, when the teacher is teaching, I gave you the example yesterday of Einstein teaching a bunch of uh, 12-year-olds science. In order for him to give over the science in a way that the 12-year-old will be able to understand it, He has to completely limit the way he understands it, remove that intellect, and then give over pieces of information that a 12-year-old will be able to understand. So you can't really say it's the same exact thing. It's not the same thing. It's very, in many ways, it's very different. But it's a way of communicating that the 12-year-old will be able to understand the idea. When you're talking about the muscle of the water with the pipes, the water is not different. The intensity of the water, the volume of water is different, but the water itself is the same water. You see the difference in the mashalim? Okay. Okay, so then we brought... Uh, da, 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 da. Then we brought the idea, I, I t- told you the example of Rabbi Yehuda Anasi, which is brought in via right? We talked about that mashal, which is the idea of that in every Mishnah, you have the pages and pages of Gemara. And when Rabbi Yehuda Nasi was writing the Mishnayos, right, he had in mind all those different arguments that are going to come out later on, and therefore, therefore, the Gemara is just an explanation of what's in the Mishnayos. But from Rabbi Yehuda Nasi's point of view, when he is writing the Mishnayos, when he's writing the code, I should say, of the Mishnayos, he has all that information in it. It's all there. You got, you're getting what I'm saying? It's all there. It's just, a matter of, it's just a matter of the fact that we can't see it. When we look at the Mishnayos, we see a very limited uh, you know, three sentences saying the halacha is like this over here and there's an argument over there and whatever. But really, the reason why he uses this letter as opposed to that letter or this word as opposed to that word and why mm-hmm. the, uh, Rabbi Shimon, Shimon Gamliel is arguing over here, right? all that information... We can't see when we're reading the Mishnah. But Rabbi Yehuda Nasi, when he was writing the Mishnah, he saw the whole thing. So from his perspective, he sees the whole story. It's from our perspective that we don't see the whole story. Okay, so we are on page Lama Dalet of the old books. <clears throat> we'll, we'll start again from, uh, from our... Uh, right? We'll bring out this marshal. We brought... First the mashal, the rabbin, the talmud, and then now this mashal, and says like this: Oh, come on, we are one. I'd say one third of the way down the page at the end. Oh, ham shachas ha seichel ha oisios, or the idea of the drawing down of the sechel through the Shah oisios mal bishim v'mal limim al ora seichel, that the oisios enclose and conceal on the light of the seichel. oisol and. It divides it into lots of different pieces. So on the one hand, it's limiting it because it's coming down into lots of little pieces. On the other hand, the oysiyas themselves are what give over the seichel. If you don't have oysiyas, you don't have communication. That's the bottom line. As much as I would love to put my head on your shoulders, I can't do that, right? So I have to find a way to give over information. So basically, if you can imagine, if I had my whiteboard here, right, I have a big piece of information, a big blob, let's say, in the middle of the air. And I have to funnel it down into like this little point, like that big. That's the information that you're getting. But the point of me giving you this information is not that you should stay with it in this little circle, right, this uh, one-inch diameter circle here but that you should take that and then build it back up into the big picture that I have in my mind. And therefore, a person who is a great orator, a great writer, a great poet, is able to use words which will conjure up in the recipient's mind the picture that I have in my mind. That's the goal. That's the, that's the, the, the greatness of a great speaker. A great speaker, you hang on each one of their words because the words that they use are really a vehicle to bring the person to this image that the speaker has in his mind. Or a great poet, or like, you know, even in like the Japanese poetry, haikus, you know, right? They use whatever it is, nine words, and they're trying to bring out, you know, like a a feeling or a concept or something like that. It's, it's It's an art form, but you're using... You're using very limited letters, very limited words, in order to bring out a major idea. What? Or syllables, right? Well, in Japanese, the letters are all syllables. Every letter is a syllable. Right? So this is the idea. This is the concept. And that's what he's saying here. That it's... What? Well that was from before that was the mushal before that we gave the mushal before this was the mushal, was the was the rav in the talmud right so that's here it's a little bit different here we're, we're it's a similar concept but here it's in the, the image in the mind of the of the of the rav right over the the rav had to limit himself in order to give over right in a certain way it's a little bit of a different angle on this same mushal right or that's idea so then he says nimshach al that the ora seichel is being drawn down through the oiseus he brings it out in a way that is able to be makabled so now let's go back to our nimshol the nimshol is v'sheh melokim shehu bechin is That that's the concept of oiseus which is known as ira they're like pipes and through them it comes out the ha'ara, the ray of the sheim Havaya mamish Lahavos to bring into existence the world. And the creations from something from nothing to something, to bring it into existence. To bring it into existence this word should say halamos. In in the old version it says but it should say halamos. means concealments. I don't know what it has. Did they make that change in the in the new it should say. There are many different concealments and hidings of on the kadusha. In order that what? In order that we should clothe and conceal the light. So because why? Because just through the Sheim Elokim itself, we wouldn't be able to have a actual yesh. We need many different garments, the kama halamos and many different concealments. Okay, so now we just added a new concept. What's the new concept? The new concept here is the concept of a parsa. A parsa literally means a curtain. Now, unlike the, oh, you dibor, or unlike the Rav and Talmud example, unlike the Tzinaros, <clears throat> a parsa is now a huge difference. Why? A parsa, the idea of a parsa is like this. If you can imagine, I have this book, right? And on this page there are, let's say, uh, I don't know, maybe a thousand letters. Right, All those letters are in a particular order in order to spell out certain words. And those certain words come together to, to make sentences. And those sentences make a paragraph, which makes us understand what it is that we're talking about. But let's say I put push a button on my computer and now it would jumble up all the letters. That's a parsa. So no longer are we saying that it's such a clear entity of a limitation for the purpose of a revelation, now it's mamish a limitation. Because if I were to push that button and on this page you jumble up every single letter on this page, you have no idea what's going on. Yet if you can imagine that each letter is a power pack of energy, right, it would still have the same amount of energy. But you would have no idea what it's saying. That's the concept of a parsa. So when we say now that with the Elokim by itself, we wouldn't be able to have, we wouldn't be able to have, excuse me, an experience of an entity that is feeling itself to be a yesh, that's because there's not enough of a limitation, a concealment, to go from point one where you have God, to point two where you have me. Because me, I feel myself to be a separate entity. This table feels itself to be a separate entity. This light feels itself to be a separate entity. When I look at the light, I don't see, oh, look at God. God is now manifesting as a light. I see you, look at the light bulb, that's what I see. It's a very big difference. So I need to get to the point (coughs) where not only am I changing the, so to speak, the the light in such a way that we're limiting it in terms of quantity. And we're limiting it in terms of quality. But now we have to get to a point where we are looking at the world from the point of view that now we're looking at a Matthias, of a yesh. Yesh means yesh me ayin. From where do I come from? I don't come from anywhere. I'm just my own Matthias. In order to have that, you need a parsa. You need a whole different madrega in terms of limitation. Yes? Milui is a parsa. A what? Milui? About the, 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 the way. No, it's the opposite. That's, that's, that's spelling something out, it's bringing it out more clearly. This, a parsa, is the idea, like I said before, if you would jumble up all the letters on this page, total confusion. Something to understand. What? A parsa is something that we can understand. When you go through a parser, you cannot see where it came from, basically. You can see the same letters, but it's, it, it makes no sense. Imagine, imagine you had all these letters jumbled up on the page. Would you be able to figure out any words? No, not at all. For no, that milui, it's like you see something, but you don't know. after Before, you do a milui, and you understand what that. that milui is is more clarity. You're spelling out, for example, the yud. You'd spell out yud vav daled more clarity it's it's a clear it's bringing it out more clearly not less clearly after that, what after that before that we on we can answer that no it's a different idea the way the way it is is the way 40 c words no the schema by see all the things no no it's a different thing it's a different thing completely so then he says like this wishayrish kolapar saas va now don't get it wrong it's this is also coming from the shemalki right it's not that so as much as from our perspective a parsa looks like it's a complete confusion and a complete complete disarray at the end of the day we say that it's still sheki that's where it's coming from the parser comes from the Shem Elokim. Remember, it's limitation, it's concealment, it's hiding, right? So, therefore, it's also hiding on the Shem Havaya. But it's coming from the Shem Elohim. However, in order to get to the point of a Yesh, in order to get to the point of a Yesh, you need some mass, major jump. That's the whole idea. If you have experience of Hashem, everything is experiencing itself as being Hashem, 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 right? As much as you're going to limit, you're still going to be within the realm of, so to speak, Hashem. How are you able to get to something that experiences itself as being a yesh? You need a massive uprooting of the whole story. This is what the parsa is. So all the things that we said up until now were all mashalim of limitation. But the limitation was a concealment which reveals. Right? If we talk about the pipes, the pipes, right, by Niagara Falls, I'm not going to be able to put my shot glass under Niagara Falls, but I could put it under the faucet in the sink, right? So the whole point of the concealment was for the revelation. If I talk in terms of Einstein's, the muscle of Einstein, right? and him talking to the 12-year-olds about science. The whole point of his limitation of his expression of, of science is that the children should understand. So the concealment is revelation. The idea of the Oysiyas adibor, right? The Oysiyas in my mind that are coming out in my mouth, it's again, it's the idea of concealment for revelation. The only thing that we've spoken about now as being concealment for the point of concealment is the parsa. Are you following? Why? Because you need to have a major jump to go from an ayin to a yesh. Something that is experiencing itself as being a yesh has to not be able to feel from where it comes. Everything else, you can see where it came from. If I look at the water in the sink, I understand that it's coming from somewhere. I understand that it's coming from a major river or a major lake or wherever it's coming from. If I hear Einstein speaking in terms of his science, I understand that he probably knows a lot more than what he's telling the 12-year-olds. I get it. And the 12-year-olds also realize that. They're, not, you know, they're, they're intelligent people. If, I, if you understand that the words that are coming out of my mouth, you could understand that it's based on a thought process that I have in my mind, despite the fact that some of the, times that some of the things that come out of people's mouths, you wonder. But let's just assume that it, everyone could see it, Right? Point being, each of those things, as much as it's a limitation, it's you could see the step-by-step process of going from revelation, right? Or con- concealment to revelation. You see it. You see the connection from the beginning product to the end product. And even if you don't see the beginning product per se, you could visualize, you could understand that there is a beginning product. Masha'en came the concept of the parsa. That's why you need the parsa. You need something that's going to make that break. Now, obviously, it's not a break. Obviously, it's the same letters. It's the same godly light. And it's the same shame elokim, which is concealing. But you need the break in order for there to be a feeling of yesh. That's the point that he's bringing out here. So now, now that we have this whole background, so then we can come back to. So now we could come back to what we said earlier. Remember, we're on a second set of meditations here. The first set of meditations was dealing with when a person doesn't do the mitzvahs or he does a veris, right? That was our whole discussion for seven pages, starting from before the Tzimtsum to you and me down here in this world. The second set of meditations was not that he is missing out on saying kriyashma but that he's missing out on the avoida of Krishma. it's a much deeper concept so now we can go back to this <speaking in Hebrew> this is the idea of the mitzvahs of yichud havaya be <speaking in Hebrew> <speaking in Hebrew> It's all one. The shame master klal That at the end of the day, all these mashalim are there for a purpose in order to understand that the shame elokim is really not concealing over the shame havaya, because they're kulechad. And in fact, they're being used as a Revelation that the Sheim Havaya is being shining stafka through the Sheim Lukim that that's the only way that the Sheim Havaya could could shine through into a world of creations. Yes, and the oilmos are really bottle legamre. And they're really one with the the Like they were prior to the creation That is the way they are after the creation Because at the end of the day If the entire world is being made out of peanut butter So what do we have here? We only have peanut butter Same thing If the whole world is being created out of godliness Then the only thing that we have here is godliness That's it As much as it looks different yeah, you can still say it's concealed, though. the like vaya, Shema vaya <clears throat> is concealed from one perspective, but from a different perspective, we have to say it's still godliness because kulachad. In other words, remember my example. You can't see me now, right? Wrong, because my hand is as much me as my head is me, right? But do I see my face? No, you can't see my face, but you can see me because the same me, my hand is me and my head is me. Which is more me? Elohim or Havaya, same thing, it's one, it's all one, that's the idea. So this meditation is the idea of Akhtus Hashem, so everything that we're seeing, right, we have to look at from the perspective of Ein od Milvado, there's nothing else. Now, <coughs> we bring out here that there's two different layers to this, or even a better word than layers is really perspectives. There's Yehuda'illah and tata, right? We mentioned it many times already, but let's just make a, a quick nutshell of what are we talking about when we say Yehuda'illah, Yehuda'i Tata. Yehuda'i means like this. Yehuda'i means that everything exists in the world, is being created by Hashem. But it exists. My hat exists. My table exists. My light exists. I exist. I exist. Totally being created by Hashem every single second, and I'm bottled to Hashem every single second, and Hashem can turn it off every single <gasps> second. But it's, it does exist as a Matthias. That's considered Yehudi Tata. Because this hat exists as a Matthias. Ah, oh, you're gonna tell me that it's godly light. I'm gonna tell you, you're right. It is godly light. But from my perspective, it's a hat. I have to understand. That it's being created every single second out of godly light, from godly light, to godly light, etc. You're right, 100% true. But I see the hat. My job is to mevatil the hat to, to the idea that the hat is really a godly light and a godly kalim. Right? And that's what I do when I take an apple and I make a bracha on it, for example. Right? Or take food, and I, any type of food and I eat it. Or I take a book and I read it and I learn it and whatever. Right? I'm taking that physical thing, which is apparently, which is apparently a yesh, and I'm turning it into the iron that it really is. But it's still a yesh; it's still there. I'm using it. That's yuchudi tatar. Yukhuri la means milva. there's nothing here except for Hashem. It looks like a hat to, but it's not really a hat. It's really a hat, just Hashem. That's a much higher level, right? It's a higher level, a more true level, but also a much more difficult level to live with. Because when someone steps on my toe, all of a sudden I want to punch him in his mouth. Right? Because what happened to eno Milvado? Well, I, you know, or God forbid a person loses his keys, right? And all of a sudden now, uh, you know, he's, he's all upset. Why did I lose my keys? Why did Hashem close his eyes for this two seconds? What happened to eno Milvado? Because we're human beings. And as being human beings, Right? we are living in this Gashmi world. Since we're living in this Gashmi world, so we see that there are keys and there are this. So this is the difference between Yehudi Tata and Yehudi Allah. Yehudi Tata is, on the one hand, on a lower level and a less true, but it's more realistic for me to live with. Yehudi Allah is more true and more real, but less realistic for me to live with. This is the two angles. But this is the avoda that we're saying here. When we say, every night, by Krishna, I'm if I made a sin, by missing out on Krishma. so the point is, is that this is what it's referring to. It's referring to my avoda of Krishna. What's the avoda of Krishma? The avoda of Krishna is, Hashem, this avoda in my life. That's the sin that I'm making. Complete, clear? Okay, let's stop here for today. Please do not, please spend your time now doing Hazara.